TNT Hoops, episode 23. Quick bucks on the mic. Got Ansel to the left of me. Ansel, what's up, boy? You're Tsunami Sully in the building. What's good, Quiddy? Chilling, chilling. Let these people know what the topics are for today. So, for the day, we got the Eagles. Week one preview against the Redskins. Um, one o'clock, Lincoln Financial Field. Then we talk a little about the Team USA. A little bit of a debacle today out in China versus Turkey, but escaping early with the win. Then we're getting into a conversation that Quinn and I had about top guys in the open floor. Talk a little bit about uh, Ben's jump shot, strengths and weaknesses. Then a new segment that we've been talking about on the socials called Killing My Vibe. Uh, I'll let Quiddy explain that to you all a little bit more. Yeah, killing your vibe is just something that's, you know, you've been seeing in sports that's just killing your vibe, bringing you down. You know, that type, you know, bringing you down. So, you know, we watch sports all the time. It may be a take that you don't agree with or... Anything in sports is just what's been killing your vibe. We open it up, we got some feedback, and uh, we're going to discuss it today. And then uh, we're going to close out with the Angel of Retirement. Um, recent news came out like two weeks ago. Just, just kind of shocking to everybody and how that kind of affects the sports world, um, and particularly football and quarterbacks, and then kind of how that translates to the NBA as well. Uh, and then we'll close out with just some general topics and updates for upcoming 2019-2020 season. Tanty Hoops. Gang. TNT Hoops episode 23 What's good Ansel? Nothing much Quiddy uh, I've been about what two weeks Two weeks or so since we last recorded uh, Had to hop on just give people an update on some Two weeks? I don't think it's been that long has yeah, it? Yeah about two weeks um, Two weeks right. I have two weeks Same thing neither here nor there But I think it's good to give people an update Some of our thoughts of what's been going on in the sports world How are you? I'm cool, bro. I'm cool. You know, summer's coming to an end. I like when the seasons are switching. So, you know, we got through a summer. Yeah. So I, that was basically considered a season. So that's another season. Complete TNT hoops. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been cool. I've been cool. I've been chilling. Yeah, it's good to hear. Uh, so for the topics today, um, as we discussed on the intro, um, we're just starting with the Eagles. Uh, first game, how do you feel against the Redskins in the link? One o'clock. Let's get to the good stuff. Get to it. Uh, I feel good, man. I think I think we're favored by nine. We nine and a half point favorite. So mm-hmm. Vegas is confident. I'm definitely confident. I think Doug Peterson does a great job of beating the teams we're supposed to beat. You know okay. what I'm saying? There's never really a letdown. You know. You know. Since I guess the last two years since he's been since he's been here, we don't lose the teams we're you know yeah. supposed to be. So I think we'll we'll take care of business week one. So, like you said, uh, Doug Peterson 3-0 in his home opener since he's been with the Birds. Um, all sizable or very easy wins. It's kind of just, I think it's very important for us to start the season off on a W, and he's been doing that. So I'll pose three questions to you. Um, you alluded to it earlier, nine and a half. Like, I kind of just want you to give me, would you take the nine and a half Eagles, or do you, would you think we the game is closer than nine and a half against the Skins, yes or no? Yeah, I, I would. I think I think we went big. I just think 
um, with all, everything that's been built up, you know, uh, I think we're in the, I think we're a talented team, and I think there's a lot of talented teams in the league, but like we're established, like we still kind of have that same core that's already done it. Yeah, you know what I mean. We understand the importance of every week and stuff. So I think um, week one going against the the Redskins at home, very unstable team. Like, you know what I mean? At home, like, we get a chance to put a whipping on them. I think we'll I think we'll score thirty plus. I okay. think we'll be thirty. I, my 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 score that I said earlier this week was 31-13, us. Okay. If they even get two scores, hopefully they don't. But, um, you know, that's what I was going with, 31-13. Okay. So, I would so, take So, that. you'd be taking the under two, the un- over-under set of 46. Um, okay, I like that. I, I agree. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game on okay. our end. I think we're going to put up 30-plus. Um, I mean, home cooking, man. Yeah, How good would it be? Like, like, we need to see, like, all right, this dude. Sturdy offensive line coming into week one. Like, I think once – once is going to want to make a statement. It's kind of going to be like, just like we saw Jalen Hurts this weekend, like his first game with Oklahoma. Obviously, once has been here, but like I think Doug is going to do all that he can to kind of just make Wentz look really, really good and just have a lot of momentum going into the rest of the he season. He better be fresh. I'm talking about he yeah. better be fresh, fresh. Like he yeah. even, he didn't, he didn't took so much time off. I mean, got his body right. Yeah. You know, started eating better. He's lost weight. Uh, they said he was looking, he was up and down in training camp and stuff, but, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah. A little bit rusty coming off injury, and they say even the greets, you know, aren't amazing. And he just has camp. to take his first hit. Like, I think it's just like with anything in quarterbacks, like there's going to be a, a moment when he gets really, like there's going to be a sack, like a linebacker, like hits him from the blind side, and everybody's going to hold their breath for a little bit. But I think after that, like, and he starts to feel more and more, because you don't feel comfortable until you feel that again. Like the last time he was on the field, he was feeling a lot of pain. So I, I think sure. it's as long as we get through week one, and this should be a good season. Um, just give me your thoughts, and we have some other games kind of that are important uh, throughout the week. We got the Cowboys and the Giants. Um, any thoughts on that? I, I, Cowboys obviously going to win that game, but this whole Zeke situation. Are they, they're obviously going to win it? Yeah, I think the Cowboys take that game. It's yeah. pretty easy. In, in Jerry Where World. is it at? In Jerry World. Okay. Yeah, so um, Cowboys minus seven. Only minus seven. I mean, yeah, they just they have a lot going on with their team right now. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they just walk away and win that easy. I think it's gonna be a tough game, division game. Saquon Barkley, just Saquon Barkley, like the factor of him uh, factors I mean, in. I think it's gonna a be tough close. linebacking core though for for their first game. Especially There's no the defense time. for that type of guy though, man. I mean, I mean, he can run between the tackles, outside the tackles. You could throw. Wheel routes to him. Like you can just get him the ball, bro, and let him play. Like, I mean, you're stack, not you tell can, me you can stack the box against the Giants. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say like, he's so he's not gonna go for like 200 against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have one of the better linebacking cores in football. Yeah, but they no, 100 do that. Van Der Esch guy and um, Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith, for sure. But I'm just saying, as far as especially him being great, he's a great player. Like, so. You you always you always have a chance to move the ball down the field if he's on your side. That's kind of what I'm saying here. And just with everything that's been going on in Dallas with Zeke and is he going to sign? I think they actually said he's going to sign tonight. Yeah. But is he going to sign and whatnot? But so, so I hate to give the Cowboys credit, but they they they've kind of been more stable though throughout the re- like the rest of the team aside from Zeke. Like Dak hasn't really said a word except for that third like that forty million dollar request. Um, Except Coop. for that forty million, yeah, but like, I mean, he didn't even come out and have like an interview about. It. There was nothing <laughs> no, I'll after feel that. You. No, like, I, feel you. I mean, I feel like you. the rest of their team has just been showing up every day. So I mean, we'll see. Um, other no, I mean, but it's been that the like, Cooper wants his money. So like, 
they have to pay all of them, and everybody knows that. But nobody's it's nobody's a distraction, right is what I'm saying. Like except for Zeke, and so I think maybe the media makes it a little bit bigger because it's the Cowboys, and so there's national. And it's arguably the best running back in football. You know, he's he is the on best fence. No, the best running back in football plays for the Giants. Mm. Uh. And yeah, Zeke's been doing it for, I guess two years longer, but I've never seen anybody move like Saquon. All I right, a <laughs> couple other games that I'll give, give you. Uh, we got Steelers Pats. Um, I think that's a Sunday night game. New England minus five and a half in New England. That's week one. Yes, yeah, week one. NFL is giving us. And where is this in? In New England. I got the Patriots. Okay. I, I may have Pittsburgh. I don't know. I just jumped right to. I don't know. I mean, I'll take the Patriots. Patriots are shaky at the beginning of every year when they're that first four. Four weeks, they were just figuring out the league. Um, so you never know what's up and down with that. But the Steelers are missing their two best playmakers. I guess they replaced them, but there's no replacing those guys. Man. There's no replacing there's, them, but they have a, good a different type of skill player. Like they have James Conner, you still have Juju. Like they still have good skill players, like very good. It's too late for them pro. to be relying. Like they just put a lot more pressure on Big Ben, in my Big, opinion. On who? On Big Ben. Correct, yeah. So like, I, I, I and, think, I, and he's shaky. He's up and down. He'll throw five picks yeah. two weeks in a row. You know this would have I mean? happened like, when he was like 31. Like, it'd be like, all right, cool. Like they're kind of just giving Big Ben the reins. But like to do this to a quarterback that's pushing 40. Facts. Yeah. Um. All right. So you got the Pats in that game. I think I have the Pats as well. Um. Titans-Browns. We get to see Baker in his first First game with his new weapons. Got the Browns for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for okay. sure. I think the Browns, I think the Browns, I really think the Browns are going to be, they're obviously the most hyped team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to kind of live up to it. I think they got a lot of guys that like that. You know, they kind of thrive in that type of environment. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, like those guys, like they're, they, they, they live for those type moments. And I, I don't think, I don't know about a serious Super Bowl contender in the AFC, but you're not going to want to see them, you know what I mean, in the yeah. playoffs and if it, if you know if they get that far. So, yeah. I'm seeing anywhere in the 10 wins, 11 wow. 11 being best case scenario, anywhere from 9 to 11, but 11 being best case scenario um, okay. for Cleveland. Okay. Um, no, which is no I'm taking the Titans with the points. Um Minus five and a half. I think it was it was I started at four and I got pushed to five and a half, but I think the Browns win the game overall. And the last game I'll ask you about Chiefs versus Jags. Um, our guy Nikki Foles down there leading the Jaguars. Fresh defense. I think um, personally, I'm, I'm going to take the Jags with the points in this game. Four. What's four the points. line? Minus four. Um, Jags defense is still one of the better defenses in the NFL, and I think New England kind of has given not the game plan, but they've kind of given teams an idea of what to throw at Mahomes and that Tyreek Hill thing, which is the the safety over top, and then just letting everyone get single coverage and man. Um, and then a comparable quarterback is really important. Like, Blake Borders was awful. And this is, where's this game? It's in Jacksonville. I, I still got. Or Saxonville. I'll still take Chiefs with the points. With the points, or are you just taking overall? I'll take them, like, overall. Yeah, obviously. With the we, yeah, they, they'll, not to say, I don't know if they'll win big, but they'll win by a score, too. You know, I think I think week, week one, early in the season, that's when teams are really, you know, figuring each other out. You know, you have a lot of shootouts to start seasons. The game may be sloppy at first, but they all turn out to be shootouts. You know, high scoring, and that plays right into the Chiefs' favor. Another, another So here's my last point about the game. Another caveat is Leonard Fournette. Like, he was kind of like at the end of last year, just like he was kind of turned off by the season and 
from what I've heard, uh, my man Joe's actually telling me this the other day, he like went up to the mountains and like worked out in like complete solace and silence all summer, and like was just on some Rambo, Rocky type, in Russia shit. He so, lost mad weight, right? Yeah, so yeah, he's looking real healthy. So I mean, if they got top five running back. Plus I mean, okay, not top five running back Roman. because Leonard Fournette's top five when he's when he's healthy and he's playing, he's top five. We have to look at his numbers, but no, the mixture no, no, of no, no, no. the listen, listen, here, and it's exactly it's a, it. it's a, it, but it's a, it's so, yeah. kind of like a, like a conception that he's a top guy, like a top five. Right, yeah, so I'll give you the top five: Le'Veon, Zeke, Saquon. Gurley's hurt, so I'm not really just throwing him in there anymore. Okay. Who else? I'll take Kamara over him. Kamara, four. Kamara, easily. Um, hmm. There's not a fifth guy I'm taking over Leonard Fournette. The mixture of power and speed is nothing we've, like we've seen since AP, and now we see it in Saquon, but Leonard Fournette is a monster. When he was, yo, that, that So think about the year when they played the Patriots and they lost the Patriots in like the AFC. You ain't like taking the, Melvin Gordon over him? No. Not a healthy Leonard Fournette, no. Bro, Leonard Fournette, I mean, his numbers have been, like, they haven't been that all that great since he's he been in the league. It's like, a Bortles, myth that yeah. doesn't matter, bro. Right. He still like, got carries. We'll see. Like, it's, it's a I huge mean, different player. I mean, you play, say the top five, play, play, Playing an offense with, like, Phillip Rivers and, and um, <clears throat> Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, like, it's, it's completely different than playing for the limited Blake Bortles. You have, who, who's, who are the wide receivers last year? Like, it just... Garbage. I don't know. They still didn't really do a good job of helping Nick Foles out, you know, on the outside with the receivers either. So I mean, but yeah, I think I don't know. We'll see. We'll see this weekend. That's the great part about football. Um, it'll all be shown on the field. Uh, I think that's it we got for the week one preview. Let's move on. Team USA. McCaffrey. You got Christian McCaffrey over him? No. Christian McCaffrey's definitely over him, bro. Come on. Okay. Look, if you even look at the numbers, yeah. I just had to pull this up real quick so I can see a couple bags. Joe Mixon's over him. Tevin oh, Coleman. Stop. Bro, they are better than him, okay. bro. Right. He He's not even in the top 10 discussion. Wasn't, like, wasn't healthy last year. Like, all right. That all factors in, though. Does that not? <laughs> I mean, his numbers, I mean, if you, look, like, if you look, I keep saying his numbers, but like his yards per carry. Yeah, I guess that's maybe for, it's, it's a prediction for this year. Yeah, like, like him just, moving forward. Okay. Right, but... <laughs> We've seen it before, like the mixture of power and speed. One healthy, like the only other guy like that in the league right now is Saquon. But what I I'm not trying to keep bringing up, but that's what we, I feel. We kind of look at what he was doing in college and kind of think he's always been he doing did it in the league. NFL that that year when they lost to the Pats. He was doing it that year. What's the most he ever ran for in a year? I got up on even when he. I mean, you probably spot, don't know off the top, but, yeah. but even when he was at his best, like it, it 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 wasn't like what he was kind of projected to be. Like he hasn't been that guy yet, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he won't be that guy moving forward, but he hasn't been that guy yet to even say he's a top five back. I don't think he's a top five back. Like there, you talking about power and speed, that AP type runner. But I like guys that can catch the ball at the backfield, run between the tackles and run outside the tackles. Elusive. I like guys that, that pick up a block. But he's just a well, wait, workhorse. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's it's. Just- it's I eat. <laughs> what? I, I'm not saying nothing. What? Saying what you, he, you, like, say? you basically just called him a downhill. Like he's not. He's. He's. What, what, what would you say he is then? He's more loose. So like, if you compare him, like he's like the Marshawns of the world. He can do more than Marshawn, like just reception wise and like catching the ball in the backfield. Like, you basically, yeah, you're basically calling him like a downhill, like just between the tackles. No, like he is quick, loose. Uh, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I gotta see this. I think I, I he was uh, yeah, amazing he was, in college. Yo, but, like, even, 
So I, mean, I, I have it pulled up here. So that 2017 year, rushed for 1,000 yards, 9 TDs. Um, basically so a stack four, is the most he's ran for in the season. Four yards a carry. He's only been in the league two years. Last year, it was unhealthy. So he's only this is his, that was his second year last year. I thought yeah. it was his third. Last year was his second. So how much did he run for last year? Um, only four thirty nine, but he wasn't healthy. He only played eight games. Come on, bro! A guy that's ran for a total of fifteen. I mean, fifteen hundred yeah, yards. Just, we we just how, talked about this. He's playing with Blake Bortles and one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Bro, Saquon Barkley, a top five running back, was playing with Eli Manning. If you're and great, Odell you Beckham and starting to like, so you can't like you can't stat like there's. The defense is so. Saquon Barkley split. would do the same thing yeah. if he was with the Jaguars, yeah. bro. Come okay. on, bro. Don't do that. I'm not saying he's better than Saquon, but I'm saying he's top five, and I'm taking him over CMC. That's cool. Like he can do You're a, a lot. Yeah, I mean, You're tripping. All right, let's move on from that. You taking fantasy backs? I'm taking real life three down backs. Like listen, <laughs> you talking about fantasy backs? Those are the three down backs. <laughs> the guys that can get you, they can get you whatever on any down, on every down. All right. Um. So, uh, you want to talk about the Phillies? Or you want to just we'll push past? We'll talk about that towards the end. We've we've been kind of rambling about other sports for too long. Um, I think the next topic we should get into is the Ben's jumper. Team uh, USA. Yeah, we uh, talk, about that, talk about that towards the end. Yeah, we'll talk about that towards the end as well. All right. So yeah, obviously Ben's jumper. You can. Go so past what four or five weeks, been a couple of videos released from uh, what Chris B Johnson hoops on Twitter, Instagram. Hopefully, I'm saying his name right, but um. We all we all kind of knew it was coming, right? Or we all kind of expected it from a, a guy of his caliber for him to come in the next season with that in his package, especially knowing that was needed. Um, well, we all knew it was coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I, pre- I <laughs> now pa- we all knew it was coming. Pause. But no, like, no, no. I'm not even talking about Bobby. Just saying, like, go yeah. Ahead. I mean, I, I, I didn't think it was going to be to this magnitude because, like, I'm not going to exaggerate. I wasn't expecting a sidestep, like, pull up from the corner. Or pulling up from thirty, like in a pocket. Well, like, all right, okay, that's just showing his shooting ability. But this isn't. You don't think he's doing this in the league, do you? Like, no, 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 no. I'm no, just no, saying. No. So, like, my thing is, we were acting like he wasn't gonna move forward at all in the shoot. Like the shooting, I don't even know if I'm targeting you or just people in general that made it seem like it was acceptable to even move on from this prospect of what he can become. Like, if he can make a 15 footer, like I was watching. Uh, the Rico Ryan, the Rico Hines runs out at UCLA, and Catino Mobley was playing with them. The older dude, you know, you know yeah, the older dude, he obviously played in the league and all that. He was on Ben's team. Sure <laughs> end of the run, too. Huh? He's in the big three too. Yeah, he sure. does play in the big three. At the end of the run, he's talking in the camera. He's like, "Yeah, Chris got Ben making those fifteen footers too. It's gonna get scary. It's gonna get scary." And I said to myself, and we obviously know this. I mean. He doesn't even have to shoot threes. Like, he can shoot no, them occasionally, right. but if he can make a consistent 15-footer, if he's shooting them and making them. Bro, if he shoots one three every two games, like, I don't, I don't, that's fine. Like, you don't need a point guard to be pulling up all the time. You just need the threat to he's be not, there. He has to, he has to shoot at least two three threes a game. If you're playing a one, you have to shoot. Yeah, I mean, like, but I wouldn't. three every two games, but. I wouldn't be upset, like, if that were to happen. Like, I'm not going to say the average throughout the season, but, like, say if it, like, it just has so happened that he shot one three. Oh, yeah, two of nights, Like, it's, it's okay. He's not a three-point shooter. I'm it's fine the, with that. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's not a three-point shooter. Yeah, exactly. But, like I'm saying, like, him getting in that in-between game, if he can make that shot, it just opens everything else up for his offense and, more importantly, the rest of the team. Because if you know he's a threat from, you know, at least 20 to 20, 20 to 25 feet out from the basket, 
his his power, yeah, his speed and his strength. The the combination of both, you just can't stop him at yeah. that point. If you have to come up and body him from, you know, that far out. Not even body, just close that space a little yeah. bit to where like you like cause now if, you if have the guys move. drop so far into the paint, you just mm-hmm. cut off the passing lanes for him. Be like just so many detriments to not having a jump shot, man. Like we've alluded to it all before, but like. It's so what do you what do you think? Let's let me ask you real quick. What do you think? How many? So if I was to give you over under twenty three pointers for Ben Simmons, over, over, over. Yeah, it's confident. Or what twenty three is like? I know it's. I know. I know. I've like, thought about this yeah, all the time. We just, we just talked about like, one one three a game. Like maybe it's the average. Like if he doesn't make twenty, then he's shooting like. Twenty two percent is some crazy shit, and like, or he just not shooting, which is he's like shooting half court shots. I would say like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like I don't want to exaggerate. I would say like 47 threes. Okay, like throughout an eighty two game season, like you'll you'll knock down like in the forty range. Like, I hope that's a lot of threes. I mean, I mean, I'm just not. I'm just saying. I hope. I I think it'll pretty. I think it'll be somewhere in the. I think best case scenario will be somewhere in the twenty range, in that twenty to thirty range. Best he's case putting scenario, them up, though, I think like it, 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 yeah. Best case scenario, he's putting them up at the volume we're seeing him do that in the summer. But one thing to take notice: those are our high school gyms. The, the three point line is closer. He is shooting up from deeper on some shots, yeah. but we have to take that into consideration. And is his brain really at the point now where he can? Do that on an NBA player in an NBA environment. I want to see it on the swing. What do you mean? Like so, like on like the second pass or like a yeah. catch and shoot. Like I want to see that. I mean, no, we haven't seen we haven't seen him catch and shoot at all. Yeah. And I think that's the next step, and that's what Brett Brown was saying. They want to put him in both corners. Yeah, you know, give him the Tony Parker type role. Just be able to knock down open three in the corner if they let if they leave yeah. you open. Kind of like we even Boston did with Aaron Baines. Like guys, you know that are, I guess, limited. Yeah, and one spot, you know, the three from the corner can heat up. Like we've yeah. seen multiple guys get just be like, able to knock that. It's the get, shortest yeah, one. Gary Harris is hitting those. Like when when Jokic and Murray are doing I mean, the top. Like, a legit shooter, but I'm saying it's a shortest yeah. three. Yeah. Get to the corner, knock that down. That's, that's what we want to see yeah. next, I guess. Um, I guess for like the the intricacies of the jump shot, we saw Coach Nick doing another great b ball breakdown on uh Simmons again, like. You can kind of tell that like he's getting into that pocket a little bit more, like kind of like that's how he's able to shoot from deep. Like, you know what I mean? Like when he's, like he wasn't doing that. He's kind of shooting straight up and down. Like you could tell from the last year or two, like he wasn't really. It's kind of I guess it's hard to explain over a podcast, but don't get me wrong. You can do so, a better job. Like yeah, so I like the B wall breakdown videos. I actually, you know, I like them a lot. They are very detailed, but I do think we kind of like. He breaks it down like he's breaking it down and kind of makes the viewer think it's more complicated than it is. But it's just that he's breaking down every single detail. So I feel like but it's the consistency aspect is when he's breaking down. Yeah, no, no, of course. So obviously, obviously some shots of Ben is it's, exactly. I was just getting to that. I'm just getting to that. Um, yeah, him shooting, having the same balance, having the same you know body twist on every shot. Like he just, I'm saying he breaks that down so specifically as oh he didn't. You know, sometimes he was, I think he said something like um, he was going to his left this way. He didn't have his left foot in front, so he had to, you know, shoot in a twist in midair. Yeah, like turn his torso. Like, obviously, it's, just, it's a type of shot that you're taking in that scenario and environment, Like which it's not right, going to be perfect right. every time. But it's such a detailed 
description that it makes you think more than it really is and it's not that serious all like i think shooting is is just rhythm you know rhythm and confidence it's all shoot like it, it's for repetition you obviously uh, have to have the repetition not at that but it's size, rhythm bro. and confidence it is bro at that size i think it's more fundamentals and the rhythm of course and confidence it's fundamentals just, of course there's it's so many things there's so many more things that can go wrong but if we're talking about fundamentals if we're talking about fundamentals they tell you to shoot the ball from your from your pocket, from your elbow, should be you know ninety degrees, and it should go straight up through. Straight up through. No, I head. think those have changed. His I hand, think those, those fun, those like old school fundamentals have changed. I don't like think like people really have to do that anymore. I mean, science. I don't know if I say scientifically, but if you look at the way you're shooting a basketball, that is probably the most accurate way a human body can throw a basketball into a basketball into a hoop by you know. You know, shooting and tucking your elbow so you can control it as best as possible. But what I'm saying is, you if you're going off those fundamentals, his left hand is all the way across his face when he shoots. So, this guy doing a b-ball breakdown video and talking about all his hit, his hip twisting this way and that way, all he has to do is have a rhythm and be comfortable shooting how he likes to shoot. So, like I said, I like the videos and I think they make sense and they're actually really good when he's talking about like schemes and different. You know ways teams are playing yeah. guys and packing a lane and doing this and you know this that and the third. But um, I think those other videos get kind of overrated, and people think about them a little think them think about them a little bit too much. Yeah, uh, I was a rant, but yeah. no, I understand what you're saying from that. But I guess just from where I want to see from Ben this year is just obviously the confidence to take them in the game and then just the consistency. Like I don't want like some games where he's just doing exactly what we kind of alluded to. Like, he's shooting off-balance. Like, most of his shots are off-balance fallaways. Like, I want some games where they actually, you know, try to get into a rhythm shooting the ball. Like, that's a right. that's a thing for basketball players. Like, you can't just, you can't take, just take, take one, two just shots. Just because you have to. Yeah. You know, let me, just get my, let me get my shots up, and then I'm done. You yeah. know, because we kind of started. You saw that happening a little bit yeah. last year. And you notice it'll always be in stretches. Yeah. Or so towards the end of the quarter. Right. Not even, no, I'm saying stretches in the season. So, it'll be like a 10 you know, five, ten game window where he's shooting the ball more. And Brett Brown's like, yeah, like, you know, we tell him to shoot a couple. That's what he's Brett Brown said in one game last year. We tell him to shoot a couple, you know, a couple jump shots a quarter, you know, just trying to get him to shoot the ball more. I don't want it to be like that anymore. It has to be you're just playing the game yeah. now. You know, you, you're shooting because that's part of your game. Yeah. Right, not because oh I gotta try to keep the defense honest. No, like you gotta play basketball. Because there's a quarter where you have to shoot seven jump shots, and then so fucking be it. So be it. But make three or four of those, and then they gotta come guard you a little bit, then get past them and throw that shit in the head. Yeah. So we ask Ben. So we ask get in the gym too. You have made in America or whatnot. (laughs) Yeah. And so kind of to I guess is a side note to like all this like highlight videos and stuff like that. I I like Dame's take on it. Like. Like a lot of these guys are like, man, I'm I'm done recording. I'm not recording workouts anymore. Like it is starting to get a little overrated. Like all these run videos, because they're giving you false perceptions of what guys are going to do in the season. Like like Montrezl Hell is a good example of it. Like that is a great. Like that's you, a great. If point. you see Montrezl Harrell, like or or Lance Lance's highlight tape, you been like, you know, this guy's gonna be a great NBA player next year. And that's all you see. Like because they're posting every single day, or they're at every run. Like like sometimes it's cool to see. Like I don't know. Like. Yeah, so I, I I agree with you 100% on that take. But it's another thing that this world has just become a you know phone, pull out your phone and record everything you see type thing. And these NBA dudes are always hooping. They're basketball players. They love the hoop. So they'll hoop. You know, they still like the shine and stuff. You know, the little environments, the high school gyms and packing the Drew League. And they like that vibe too. And 
NBA players are just ridiculously good. So when they play with normal people, it just looks crazy no matter who it is. Yeah. Like Mike Scott will give you 70. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like you said, Montrezl Harrell's hitting side step threes and whatnot. Yeah. In the NBA, he's a screen and roll guy. You know what I mean? So NBA, it's just NBA players are just so good. The combination of that and people record everything. But what I will tell you, like the mystique, like the mystique to me, like the fact that I never see what Russ is doing, like, it is cool. Like I know, me, he may not change his game drastically, but like it's to see what he has added to his package. Like even guys like Paul George, like, you you never see or Kawhi, and like next year they just Dame come back. Too. With Dame, Dame, LeBron, too. LeBron just put his first video up like what a day or two ago, and it was just simple, just cone, go cone drills. Like it, it was nothing. Stiff ass yeah, drill moves. <laughs> but yeah, we, we will see. All right, next topic we got. Um, talk a little bit about Joe Johnson and the big three. Um, Impressive performance over the past like two or three months of the summer, um, led them to the championship this weekend. Over the trip was fifty to thirty nine, uh, MVP. Um, I'm trying to think. He led at 175 points, 31 assists, four four pointers, um, which for like the span of the season. What is that in the season? Yeah, in the season, that's a, a lot of points for just playing. What like it's like ten or eleven games, something like that. So, got got himself the opportunity to get another. NBA contract, uh, obviously those veteran minimums for seven times All Stars get into like the million dollar ranges. So um, it did him justice and did him well. So what are your thoughts on his performance and kind of the route for the big free now going for older guys that kind of want to show their worth? He's a bucket. <laughs> I mean, he's a smooth bucket. Like you watch him play, and he's, I mean, he still gets to his spots. You know, uses dead dribbles. You know, uses pace to get past you. When you when you nap and jump shots smooth from all three levels, I mean he's still a bucket. You know he worked out for the Sixers. I think he had three teams that he worked out for. You know I think in the next I think today in the next two days. So I mean it's definitely a, a great great look for the big three. Um, you know somebody just balling out in Ice Cube's league is you know televised to the point where NBA teams can be like oh this dude can. Actually, still, still play, go, yeah. still go. You know, you know, he's only cooking Stephen Jackson, who's been retired for you know ten years. But you know, yeah. there's still legit dudes that it's you know, better than any ride. pickup game, and it's better than you coming in for a workout exactly. against the workout guy. Like, there's something online. Yeah. There's grittiness. His former pros, you know, yeah. and people are playing. Like, you and know, he's standing out. Yeah, so, he's the damn game winner. It's Cameron. Um, Lisa Leslie, great play call by the way. <laughs> something to be said though. Um, another point that was brought to me was like how Melo kind of just blew that off and that kind of would have been something that definitely would have helped him. Like that game was kind of tailor made for Melo. Facts. Right? He would kill that league. But did he did he blow it off? No. Yeah, so I think like Joe and I were having a conversation in the kitchen, but I think like a year or two ago, like he just said like, nah, that's not for me or it's oh, like yeah, beneath me. That was a year or two ago now. But like even that, like you can't I mean, I feel like Mel, the prideful guy Melo is or Ice Cube is like neither want to reach out and be like, you want to play in this. But Mel if Melo would have played in this year in this league, definitely would be an NBA team would be calling him right now. It just looks better, like you said. Like you're playing up against actual competition, not a trainer that's setting you up for the same shot eight or nine times in a row, and then moving over. Like it's not like a set workout. It's completely different. For sure. Um. All right. Next thing we got on the agenda. Uh, let's let's go into the segment. Killing my vibe. What's what's. Yeah. No. Let's let's do kill my vibe. Get right into it. Yeah. And then... Um, All right, so uh, insert that Kendrick Lamar music. Don't kill my vibe. But a new segment we got on TNT Hoops, Killing My Vibe, you know. Just something, you know, in the sports world that, you know, has been bothering you and 
Something you looking at like yo, that's killing my vibe. Like I'm not vibing with that right now. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So uh, we opened it up, got some feedback. Uh, yeah, shout out to y'all for uh, reaching out, help reaching out, yeah. So these topics. Exactly. So we'll, you know, we'll keep doing this in the in the future. If you want your voice heard on the pod, you know, come tell us what's killing your vibe. So the first one we got Jake, J Calf, Jack Cavanaugh, uh, my homie, my little homie. He said, uh. What's killing his vibe is what's killing his vibe is Carson Wentz being ranked the tenth ranked quarterback in the NFL. Is that killing your vibe? Answer is it killing your vibe? What you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's killed my vibe for the better part of a year and a half. Like I'm not even gonna get into it like numbers wise, but it's just it's, you see with your eyes, like not with what the numbers tell you. And like, come on, like, this guy was about to be the MVP before he went down last year. Came back had a better statistical year for the games that he played in that small span so like come on you, you know what you see um it's kind of just what's fresh and new in the nfl and people just like to like people think baker mayfield is better than carson Wentz. that's crazy carson Wentz is six five can do everything that baker does and more athletic but definitely killing my vibe yeah. killing my vibe killing my vibe uh top 10 i mean he's in that top 10 range i say that's like the perfect place you can put him you can't go any higher than that if you go top 15 like he's there's no way there's 15 guys better than them you know that top five range is where it gets kind of complicated because you there's a combination of guys that kind of like what, what established done before, like Breeze yeah. and Brady and Big Ben you know what I'm talking about but obviously you got the younger guys the Watsons the Love not oh wow bro, people were putting the Watsons the uh Wentz, Mahomes. Bro, Deshaun Watson is not bad Carson like, no, 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 no oh. even close like but he's been ranked above him in almost everything yeah it's like it's not even close to me, like. <laughs> but all right. Yeah, so I mean, it's killing my vibe a little bit. I think I think Carson's a top five talent guy. To be honest with you, I don't know if that's a city bias, but like you said, bro, the MVP season and then the comeback last year, you know, a little bit banged up with a team not in any year. type of rhythm with you know injuries all over the offensive line and. Just so much that was going on. Our whole defense was hurt. You know, the offense barely had time off the field. Yeah. Just so many factors. It still put up a better statistical year. Still threw 21 touchdowns. 21 to 7. 7 picks. And it's the count, like... QBR was higher. Passing rating was higher. Policing percentage was higher. And that, that's why I want to put it with, like, when I compare him to guys like Mahomes. Because it's like, at a certain point, there's only a certain amount of throws you can make on a football field. Like, there's not one throw that Mahomes could make. And I'm like, eh, Carson couldn't do that. Like that, that's where it, that's where it gets to. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe sidearm. Uh, like he's a, the only one. He's the only one. But like anybody a, else for for the most part, because he's a free, he's a freak. Like he, yeah. him and like Rogers are the guys that like throw at weird angles that fit in tight windows. Yeah, the other we, guys we've don't see that from once from like, no. But yeah. Wentz, I think Wentz is more of a bigger, like you said, a more of a bigger guy. So when he when he's a he is elusive, obviously for his size. But then when he breaks free. He's kind of just making night now. It's like a routine. It could be on a run, but it's like a routine. He's confident. But, All right, so but I, I don't just running full speed, you know, throwing it across the field, not looking. You know what I mean? All right, so I'm not gonna say it's as flashy, but he can put the ball anywhere on the field as those guys can. I like, agree. They, like you I know agree. what I mean? Like there's not like you can outrun him, or like it's not like he doesn't have the arm strength. Like there's the field's only a hundred yards. It's not like you're throwing a hundred yards every time. So it's, I, I mean, we'll see again this year. Hopefully he stays healthy, so like we can. Never hear Dak, Dak and Winston the same conversation, but shout out to you, Jack, for, for throwing that in there. All right. I got something that's been killing my vibe, though. What you got, bro? Um, Zeke Elliott. So he's about to sign back. You know, they said he's 
Don't care. It's like, no. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's killing my vibe because I thought, you know, they won't have him for the first couple of weeks and it was going to, you know, get a little shaky in the big, I ain't going to call it, whatever, in Texas. In Dallas, Yo, you Texas. about to say the big D. Whoa. No, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, pause that. Um, like I was saying, yeah, get real crazy out there. Hey, you. Yeah, you acting crazy. You acting crazy. Um, I don't remember what I was about to say. No, but it has been feeling my vibe, I guess, in a different angle just because we've been talking about it so much just because it's Zeke. But to be honest, I think the Cowboys are too much of a story for – I mean, they have a lot of talent, but at the end of the day, they don't have as many game breakers as other teams in the NFL, and I feel like they'll always be that. Like, they're in that, like, Falcons range um, where they'll be close, but, like, you play a team like us, like, we have game breakers on – both ends multiple more than they do, I think. So, I just been killing your vibe. Um, I, Team USA. Not really, because I don't really give a shit about Team USA. <laughs> um, even though, like, I can't believe Turkey almost get out of it. But we'll get into that later. Um, I guess a, a conversation that we've been having recently, more and more of just like other basketball fans, is just like when people talk about like it's just the numbers and they only look at Harden's. Incredible stretch last year, which is just not completely numbers based. Obviously, it was the, one of the better offensive seasons ever in the NBA. But like guys like him or Russ, and when you take that into consideration with the conversation with like a guy like LeBron or KD, like you kind of have to throw numbers out of the window. And um, the conversation that we always have, like with Steph and Russ, like how do you how do you rank a guy with triple doubles over a guy that affects the game all forty eight minutes? Um, not just for, I mean, I don't know, but just. I guess that, that that's been killing my vibe. I'm just having those conversations with people, and it feels like people are increasingly not watching basketball anymore, and just kind of just box score watching. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I feel like it gets to a point where you know the stats are always valuable because it kind of tell, it could kind of paint a picture of you yeah. know the summary of the game, but you still have the, the eye test is always so important. Yeah. And understanding what each guy can do and what they're doing on the court to help their team, not just, you know, filling up a stat or using your athleticism, you know, to get a triple double. Not, you know, a shot at Russ, like, because, but he's like Dame was it's the perfect, it's it's the perfect example. podcast. He said he's just a guy that has that heart, he has that will, and the athleticism matches it, and he can go do shit like that. But the, how does that uh, make him a better that basketball make him a player? Better basketball player than. And it was the most know. polite way possible, just like what you said, like just keeping it a bean. And like I think other guys in the league think that it's like all right, like you kind of hype as shit doing all that. Like, and I, I don't know, like you hype as shit doing that. And you don't got no legs, and you shooting thirty eight percent from the field. Yeah, like it's just like uh, that's fine, bro. Like you wanna shoot seven to eight shots and then be mad at your teammates when you, you throw them a no-look pass after you just shot that last eight of them. Like, I just, like, I don't know. It's just certain stuff like that just you don't see when you look at a box score. But that's been killing my vibe. Moving on, because I don't want to talk about that anymore. Thanks for talking about Tech Talk. We got, we got, we got, we got. We got. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that all we're going to do for killing my vibe? You don't got, you don't got no more? Well, I mean, what's been killing my vibe? Is there anything else in sports that's been killing my vibe? I mean, I always say this. Uh, the fact that every... It's like a universal thing. Everybody says that 
nobody can be compared to Michael Jordan as a basketball player. And I think MJ was great. I watched this. You love this conversation. I do love this. And I didn't really want to bring this up, but that's always that always kills my vibe. And yeah, I agree. I wanted to say this specifically, Tim Duncan and Kobe. What do you think about them two? Because I've been seeing a lot lately that people think Tim Duncan is just the better player than Kobe. I never thought it was definitive. Um, like, at times I flip-flop and I think, like, like, it's the same thing. Like, obviously, none of us watched all 82 Spurs games when they were on that five championship run. Like, I don't even think league packs was a thing back then. But, like, there are some things that Tim Duncan, like, did that we obviously can't draw to as much as Kobe. Obviously, like, Kobe played for the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, we saw everything. Like, we saw every moment, like, regular season, postseason. Like, there's so many things that are just broadcasted. Um, okay, let me where, say that. Uh, I mean, right. no, no. Like, whereas wing players are more important, I think it's – it's a lot closer than people like I think it's neck and neck and like it depends what you value like if you value the stability of Tim Duncan and just the way he went about things and wanting that on your team like you could you could easily make the argument that he's more important but what's that you definitely gonna make the argument you can't go wrong with neither and it is like it is neck and neck you know Uh, but a lot of people I heard Bill Simmons say this specifically he was like yeah Everybody over, under 25, he said anybody under 30 thinks, you know, Kobe is better than Tim Duncan. That's, like, a real thing. And dudes, like, laughing, like, people that think that, or, you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, not even, like, a thing to them. So, this just goes back to the how much I always stress that. I always would take a guard or a perimeter player over a big just because they control the pace of the game and what's going on in the game. You know, if they want to make the decision, if they have it going for the perimeter or for the mid post or whatever, going to the cup, they make the decision to do that. Or they make a decision to, you know, pass the ball to start the offense or to throw it down, obviously, to the big. So I always think that's more important. And I think the Spurs, I mean, people act, I mean, yes, he has five rings and he was great at what he did. Don't get me wrong. He defended the rim. Yeah. Tim Duncan, I'm talking about. He defended the rim. He obviously scored around the rim. He could bank it from both sides, can shoot the 15 footer. Sometimes step out to the three point line. You know he's a complete player, obviously on both ends. But you just talking about a basketball genius, a savant, like a footwork guru, all of that. Like from the perimeter, like y'all say Mike's the goat, and like this dude is like literally him. It's just a little bit later in the world and turn it the way the world works. Like it's literally Mike, and y'all say Mike's the greatest ever. So how can you? I don't understand how you could say a guy like Tim Duncan's a better basketball player than Kobe. And last point about that, don't get me wrong, like, the Spurs teams were good, but they had great guard play, which is obviously so important in winning championships. Tony Parker all the time. Uh, Manu Ginobili, then they started getting Patty Mills in later years. Like, they've always had, you know, good guard play around him. So, um, I feel you. I feel that. Yeah. Um, just to kind of wrap that point, I, I'm i definitely at the point now where it's just, like, anybody from any generation can be compared, but, like, you kind of have to go both ways. So, where it's like if you're comparing like Shaq and Kobe to like the, the duos now, like you kind of have to take into consideration like if they would have played back in that era, like how the game would have went. Like, like for Wilt, like Wilt's one of those guys. Like I think if if he would have played in this era, like he'd be like KD, damn near, just because like he'd be demanded to shoot the basketball. Like that's just what the era would demand. So I mean, those conversations are difficult to have, but like you kind of have to make it go both ways. That will wrap up the Killing My Vibe segment. Um, however, I think that was a good good first run of that. We'll definitely bring it back with some more topics. As Yo, hit us up. Like, to so we don't have to, yeah. yeah. Hit us up so we don't have to use whatever's killing our vibe. Y'all let us know what's killing y'all vibe. Y'all seem to have a lot to say. You know, 
on the pod, but yeah. when we present the topics, let us up. Getting a little silent on socials, but getting a little silent. Um, all right, I think our last last two topics that we'll give. Um, this will be the last NBA topic. The top guys on the open floor. Just the conversation that you and I had throughout the week. Um, we'll just kind of go back and forth on who we think are the I guess the top seven guys. Um, Got to go in order just because. No, I want to do this. Okay, I'll let you go first. I didn't say it in order. I don't have it in order just because I think. Well, I give mean, me your I, top five. I, in so order. I would say. Give me your last two in order. Okay, so I'd say LeBron. Okay. Just the combination, the power, speed. Best decision uh, maker. Decision maker, which comes from obviously experience and all of that. Um, just the ability to do pretty much anything when coming downhill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, then I just. Huh? I was gonna say literally it's just a limitless option. Like, limitless as, option. As yeah. Perfect basketball player. Six nine, two fifty coming at you full speed. You know what it is with LeBron. Then I have Giannis, who's just a freak of nature, long strides, aggressive, uh, kind of uses a change of speed. He's kind of shifty with it. He some euros. And even though he's strong with it, but he still got some some euros with him. Yeah. Um, and all that. And just he just nonstop, relentless to the rim. A combination of power, speed, mm-hmm. and just length. Like he's huge. Um, Giannis is my second. And then I got Russ. Uh, Russ, the fastest guy in the league, arguably for the last you know five ten years, end to end. You know, in a ball screen action. He can get downhill and get to the rim pretty much faster than anybody in the league. So, uh, yeah, just transition, semi-transition. I got Russ up there. Uh, then I got Ben. Ben Simmons. Uh, 6'10". Ben Simmons probably a top five speed guy. If you probably line NBA guys up and said, all right, run 100, 100, meter de- 100, 100 yards. Like, I got Ben, you know, being up there, like, one of the top five or ten guys in the, world, in the league at least. Like, I don't know how, how many. I probably would put. Yeah, 100. My, okay, so my, so my fifth one was. Uh, who do I want to go? Five, five. I got I got a list of people right here circling. But I'll, uh, I'll throw Darren Fox in there. Darren Fox at five. He okay. is a blur. And I know you probably forgot about him. That's a great uh, pick because he's faster than anybody you probably put on your list. <laughs> and it's crazy. And, uh, the open court. Um, so I agree with you. I agree with your. That's fine. List, but I have a couple of changes. So LeBron is one, obviously, for all the reasons that you stated. Um, I have Steph at two. It's because basketball is now like built around the three point line. So and like the guy that does that better and transition than anybody, and he can still get to the lane, and he's still a great decision maker. Um, doesn't get to the foul line as much as the other guys you listed, but like we talked about, in the, like in that text message, like if he can have that top defender at the pyramid kind of pull up towards the three-point line or beyond because he can shoot from that far, like, on the on the run off the dribble. He can – has he go right by him, then he has clay in the corner. Like, he just – it's almost unstoppable. Um, then I have Russ at three. I think I know it's crazy some of y'all, but, like, I'm taking the guy that can get me three more times than not than the guy that's just going to go down downhill and one and then the change to the free throw. Um, and then Russ's decision-making also sometimes lacks in transition too. That's why I put him behind Steph. I got Giannis, um, all the reasons you stated, but, like, Giannis, like, if you have an athletic guy, like, Embiid and Simmons kind of running down the floor with him, things can kind of get a little bit more difficult for him, and it's not as smooth. Um, whereas, like, Steph could be on the floor with anybody. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's just more dangerous. Like, in, like no matter who's on the floor, like, there's still the threat of three. Um, then I'd Kawhi at five. Uh, 
a weirder pick, but like I just think Kawhi is another one of those guys who just always makes the right decision and like he just finished anything and over anyone like in transition. I don't know, it's just a weirder pick, but I wanted to kind of mix it up. Honorable mention: Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox. There I'm on the list. Healthy John Wall too. Yeah, definitely healthy John Wall. Um, but healthy John Wall seems very sparing. I got Siakam in the mix too. Pascal Siakam. He's very good in open court. Yeah, but he's. Well, he you're see, you're you're looking at it more so as ball in your hands, like coming down making a play, right? Yeah, like okay. just like yeah. I was looking at it like open court, so like you can be running off the ball, you can be bringing it down, you can be going directly straight at somebody. You more so thinking. So I understand the Steph pick, and I'll never go against. But even Steph off ball, ball like Steph off ball is, is just even. No, yeah, because he just instantly like the gravitational pull of Steph. I think too, like it's so before like everyone's screaming like we're Steph, we're Steph, we're Steph. I think that's so important, like in any transition situation, like you kind of have to have your eyes on him. Like more than any other player in the league, I would think, just because that that sparks a run. Like especially if he is one, like it's just like oh shit. So right, so right. I'm taking Ben over Kawhi in transition though. Ben is a blur at six ten. I guess the playoffs. He's still, too yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as we go. I don't know. Around. I mean, Kawhi can do anything. He'll pull up from fifteen, yeah. pop that, pop the three, go right at you. I'm, but I'm more so looking at Ben's speed. Like Ben can take that bitch and push it and just finish like that's the crazy part but just like if you had 10 10 opportunities to score a bus like to score yeah Kawhi probably would score at a higher rate yeah that's kind of how I'm just or not even score just make the scoring play um but who knows with Ben all right let's let's get into our last topic though um some order news but some news nonetheless I think it definitely has to be discussed yeah so just some things that have just kind of made everyone kind of think and take a step back from sport and kind of just look at the mental health aspect, the aspect of general managers not properly um, building around a star player, but it's the Andrew Luck retirement. Um, in the past two weeks, uh, he announced this, I guess, surprisingly after what the Tennessee Titan preseason game. That's suspenseful game. ass. You brought that in so suspenseful. Yeah, more the mental that. health. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big topic. Like, one of the, the best quarterbacks that we've seen in our no, lives. No, I feel you. I feel retired you. after seven years. So, I mean, it's... It's almost like the Barry Sanders, not the Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders was a little, I think Barry Sanders 31. Was, yeah, still, he's in what, his 30s. But, yeah, it's def, definitely weird just because this is one of the guys. I don't I don't think I've ever considered Andrew Luck like a superstar to where, like, he's in the media. But just, like, his field, his body of work was just undeniable. Um, but as well documented, the Colts put him through a plethora of injuries, lacerated kidney, torn shoulder in, like, 2016. Um, concussions, and like I think last year was his first year with this good offensive line. Like he did have a sack for five games, but like all that basically wore him down. And you heard in his press conference just going through a slew of rehabs, injuries, rehabs, injuries, kind of made him lose his love and passion for the game of football. Um, so it made him want to step away. So my question to you is, where do you place the blame? That's the first thing. Like just kind of give me your two or three places where you place the blame, and then just kind of order those, and then. Um, do you think he's coming back? And then I guess the last one will just be like, what? how do you think this affects just quarterbacks and NFL in general? Um, where do I place the blame? I don't necessarily blame. I mean, I guess you can blame the front office for, you know, not really securing that man. 
you know, for his first few years in the league. I mean, they're, they're, they improved their line significantly, significantly last year before the season. Um, I don't know how much they did with their line this year, but uh, their line improved so much more la like going into the end of the last season. So, I mean, I guess you can blame them for, you know, him having to get hurt that many times for it, them. To, it, yeah, is it too little too late? Like, if you have an asset and you have... Yeah, but I just feel like that's a very just an unfortunate situation. You can't really go and blame anybody for somebody retiring, you know, I guess early. Uh, so we haven't seen you, it, I guess, is why that makes me ask the question. Because it, it, literally in the year 2015 alone, torn shoulder, lacerated kidney. Yeah. Sacked 41 times more of any, any quarterback. Like, let's get this. Let's, I don't know, can I get this out there? Because I want to say this about his retirement. I mean, that's, kind of the, that's you know, that's... That's brave of him. I mean, he's not sitting there. It's not like he's not, you know, falling under the pressure and saying, oh, rehab, rehab, rehab again. Like, he's took, he took his mental health first. You know what I mean? That's, you know, very important because obviously people have been talking about how, you know, he's this and that and he let his team down and all that good stuff. I think it's very important that he actually did retire and said, like, this is just not me right now. Yeah. And I think it's he's one of those people that he has a lot more – going on in his life aside from football like he's an architecture major like he's a very smart guy like intellectual as you can tell from just from his press conference like the fact that he was not planning to give that press conference that day and he was able to go there and articulate himself for 20 minutes um and and share his true emotions is truly impressive but like you said i mean yeah like it's i'm glad that he took the personal time and mental health but like I'm not going to stray away from the fact that that did kind of fuck the Colts over. Like, at the end of the day, like, like there are guys out there that love the game of football more than Andrew Luck, which is what I will say, like, which is okay. Like, like I think guys like Tom Brady, like, no matter what, like, he's still going to try to play. Like, and, and that's not a knock on him. and that's, That shouldn't be something that's you judge him as a man in character. But, like, I, I wouldn't have – Imagine that or guess that. Now I'm going to start to look at different guys that kind of give the same responses to him because he kind of alluded to this for the past couple of years, just how he's kind of sick of it. And, like, you can kind of hear it in some of his previous responses. But, like, I'm not going to lie as a fan. Like, if Wentz did that, like, I'd be supremely shocked because we don't really know much about Wentz except aside from he's a Christian he likes to hunt. Like, you don't see the same type of passion that you see. Like, the guys like Phillip Rivers and, and Brady and, like, and maybe I guess it's more of the old school guys where it's like all the all they know is football, and so like maybe it's a younger generation thing, and which is a good thing. But everyone has so many different interests, and kind of scares me just of the longevity of quarterbacks, you know. Yeah, I mean, luck was obviously a unique situation. So he was getting hurt left and right, like you couldn't keep up with it. You know, he was coming back, play two games, you know, hurt something, play through that injury, get more hurt, you know. It's like something last for your kidney. Like, he probably, they said he was peeing blood. Like, come on, bro. Like, dudes don't want to deal with that. Like, you're going to be, you're going to be. Yeah, but like, so let me ask you this. You don't think, like, guys like Breeze or Rivers, like, Rivers played with, like, a broken hand. All right, but everybody's not the same person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. that's why I'm saying, like, he know he knows people are going to have takes, like, what you're saying right now. Oh, but Breeze this, this, this take isn't, like, a where he should be like those guys in play, but. It's more That's exactly of, what it is. No. What, what else would it be? Hey. You're making a comparison saying those guys, you know. Do, I'm saying these guys love football. And so it's like when you're evaluating a quarterback. How do you, so how, how can you say they love football? Like, what, what would make you say they love football more than him? If he had the same route as them, if he wasn't getting hurt and he was able to play straight through. I think Brady had what? He tore his ACL once. He's been saying behind a great line. He 
I mean, I mean to say he lo- like if those guys are going through exactly what he was going through, it's not to say like oh. They so just so keep you're, basically, you're basically saying Andrew Luck is going through the more the most or the most amount of injuries of like all of these quarterbacks. I, I just Hell don't deem yeah. that to be true. No, Andrew Luck. I don't deem that to be true. The shoulder thing. So the shoulders. I have it right here. The shoulder thing happened in 2015. He didn't get the surgery on until the 2017 season, which he missed that. Like it, it was bothering him. He played through it. Like if you compare that to. Um, I'm so sure, who? Like so, Rivers has missed like multiple seasons. I think he missed like a season for a torn ACL, and something else happened to his shoulder. Right. Like, he's come so, back so, so listen, he's had like a broken thumb. Oh, I wish I would have had this listed out. No, like Andrew Luck was crazy, bro. Like, yeah, it, it was crazy. No, 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 there's just, like a literally a list. Like there has to be like. I, I just added it up. Yeah, pull it up again. I don't know. These guys did not go through what Andrew Luck was going through, bro. In the amount of time. Definitely didn't have it. Okay. That's, those are the three major injuries that he's had. Cranial concussion in 2016. A torn ab, abdominal in 2015. That's from, this is from 2016, 2017. I mean, this is from 2015, 2016. What about the injuries from the last three years? So, from 2017, he, he played, he missed all 2017. And this past year, he played, he played injury free. This is the year of the good line. So, he didn't play yeah. 2017. And then he has the calf and the ankle thing. That's what made him retire. Yeah, but, right, so right, essentially four injuries, and like, I, I, I'm not so I'm not quarterback with a I torn labor. I mean, shoulder tear. Like I, I don't even want to get into it because it's gonna make it seem like I'm comparing. Like, yeah, do what you want to do for your your health and your mental health. But like, there are quarterbacks out there that I deem that love football more than him, and I want that guy on my team, not him. And that's just how I'm moving forward. Like, if I'm a GM, like I'm, there's gonna be more of a vetting process. You would think, like, just of how you perceive that, and like how much you can endure and go through that kind of shit. Like, obviously, there's only so much yeah. you can learn from the interview, but. Like I'm not gonna lie, as a as a fan of a football team, like I want my quarterback to, like if once got hurt again this year, I'll be real sad and I'll be real upset and I would definitely think he was injury prone. But and then I want him on my team again next year, and like if he didn't want to do that, then more power to him. Go ahead, but like I'm not gonna lie you and say that. Like it's Wentz and getting injured and all that yeah. voodoo. You want to chill with all that, yeah. but I mean I don't know. This guy went through a lot. I don't yeah. know. Like do, I just, do what you want. Like, season, yeah, of course. Season edge injuries. I don't know. To say like his love for like he said he lost his love for football, but to say like they love it more and do you really lose some? I mean like he he could be and that that's the cat that's the thing that to all of this he he could very easily be back like he takes a year off like, he travels with his wife like there's only so much so long you can travel like you can see everything like maybe see everything twice if you want you can go and work and like I don't know if he can find a passion for engineering but if he does that then more power to him but there's nothing like. You know, like playing a sport, and the fact that you're able to do it at the highest level, like I'm sure, if he is a competitor to the level that I thought he was, then he's gonna think about it. He may not come back, but definitely will think about it. Agreed. Um, I think that is it. I think that's all we got. Um, if you have anything, anything else you want to touch on, go through before we wrap it up? Yeah, you already know TNT hoops. Yeah, I know the vibes. I always tell you. Uh, Subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. TNT Hoops, y'all know the vibes. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're going to get back in like another two weeks. Or so, um, you know, just the off season, the things are kind of moving slow. But as news comes out, uh, Queen and I will go through it and come back and forth and see what we can put out an episode for y'all. Thank you guys for supporting TNT Hoops, episode 23. Love. Draft day.
A. Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch, we stay winning. Oh, man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you.